Welcome to the Code Live podcast with me, Nathan Blackaby, and my great mate, Cobbage. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. So, uh, what are you doing? Right now, <laughs> checking I emails. Serious. I was getting a speaking invitation. <laughs> so, I'm going to go see my mate in London do a little men's breakfast. Sorry about me. So, we're back. <laughs> We've just had a Code event, the first one this year. Um, in Wales, landed. No. Do you say land or Holland? Holland. No. Where are you from? Where are you? Essex. No, where else? Well, I'm from Harlow. You're right, Harlow. Is a Harlow man going Holland? No. No, just say landed. Landed. No. Landed. No. You say Lund. That's what. No, I say land. I say Lund. Do you? Yeah. Lund. You say no. land. Where's the land? It's got an A in it. There's a U in there. Is it? Hold on. Yeah, double L U A N. It's L L A N D U D N O. It's Landedno. Where did London? You listen to Stocker speak. He's Welsh. He did good. He did good tonight. So John Stocker is our man in Wales. If you're listening to this and you're in Wales, you need to get in touch with John Stocker. Very cool guy. We love John. Only talk about men's ministries. You say anything else? Yeah. No, we've, just had, we've actually just had these produced. What do you think of these? What am I looking at? Well, this is the new uh, Introducing Men to Jesus CVM leaflet. We've just had reproduced. We're having a little gin and tonic, by the way. Yeah. Because you're going to hear it. Mm. Cheers. Cheers. It's been a long day. Long it's been day. a long month. Mm. Or two. A lot's happened. Mm. Yeah, I like it. No, what are you in it? Um, yeah, we're in there. Well, photo is bigger than mine. Yeah, well, I'm CEO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, you've got a slightly smaller font. Mm. And uh, my head's literally, it's like my head is a couple of millimetres smaller. <laughs> Big shout out to... Because uh, you're also high on the page. Elevation. Yeah, it's, it's a power move. Very high article. It's a power move. Uh, big <laughs> shout out to any of our fans and followers. Well, not really fans, but followers of the podcast. We really appreciate you tuning in. Um, a lot of people do comment on the podcast, and we love hearing your feedback. Can I just say if it's positive? No. So I'll just come back to the leaf that you sent me. Yeah, it's all really good. You found a typo. No. Yoda's in it. Yes, so. It's really random. I want him back. Yoda's still in the office. Yeah, I bought that. Well, it's yours. I want it back. I want, it, it. I want it for my uh, new house. Mm. Tell us about that, mate. Moving, Moving house. house. Moving house. It's a good thing. Downsizing. Empty nested, isn't it? I've empty nested and um, <coughs> I want to have a mortgage for a bit of time. It's great, mate. Put some money in the bank out of the Bahamas. Well, now you're nearly 50. Oh, yeah. Yep. We were talking earlier about MX-5s, and we both want an MX-5, don't we? Well, I've had one. I've had um, the Japanese version, which was called the Unos. British Racing Green, turn lever upholstery. Actually, had air conditioning. Oh. You know, it's convertible, which actually was really cool, because there's some days where you don't want to roof down. Yep. But you still need your air con on. Was it nice, though, roof down, MX-5? Oh, mate, Good feeling. Mate, mate. The people who say... Now, there are blokes out there listening going, it's a hairdresser's car. Someone yeah. has just said, Audi TT. someone just listened to this and said, that's a hairdresser's car. Wrong. You're There's wrong, a, mate. You're wrong. No, you're wrong. There's a racing series built around the MX-5. They're that yeah. good. It's like driving on rails. Is it? The handling's great. The engine's punchy, talky. 
it's um, naturally aspirated, you know, there's no interference. It, it's great. What a beautiful little motor. Yeah, I'd, I'd like one. But you can't beat what I've got outside this hotel right now. Which is a Toyota Celica. Toyota Celica. 20 years old. Red. Red. 1.8. Grey leather. VTEC. 1.8. got a cassette player. Come on. I like that video you put on YouTube of you putting the tapes on. <laughs> that was a one and only video, but it's good. I'm doing more. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've had a few things going on. Yeah. I've been a bit preoccupied. Been a bit busy. Yeah, very busy. But I'm going to do a Toyota Celica series on YouTube. You can follow me on my YouTube channel, just search for me. God, this ain't the place for plugging your own stuff, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about me. Kind of is, actually. Yeah. Um, what else we can say? Gathering? Uh, gathering plans? Yeah. So we're going to do, do a video on this. Actually, it'll probably be out by the time this is out. 70s theme. Yeah. So Saturday night's a big thing. Yeah, so we do love a bit of fancy dress. Last year we did... Uh, what did we do? Space. No. No, it was Nights. Not even Nights. Was it nights? No, it's no medieval. Medieval, medieval. Yeah. So to explain, Saturday night's the night when we proclaim the gospel to all the, the many hundreds of non-Christian blacks were there, and uh, but we always have a fancy dress theme. But the problem is, with the snag we realised is, as we invite <laughs> men to come and kneel at the cross in fancy dress. Bit of a snag. Yeah. So in the space theme, we did have a space hopper get led to the Lord by Darth Vader. He came for a proper weeping, didn't he? All orange that, paint all over his face. That was funny. I don't know. I don't know. Just turned on my my phone. Just turned a torch on it. And flashed me in the eyes. Yeah. So seventies theme, which is actually quite broad. You've got obviously disco. You've got um, that could be dangerous. Uh, Monty Python stuff. Yeah. Just a little little thing. Starskin Hutch. You can taken. be. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely taken by Carl myself. Who is the most important detective out of Starsky or Hutch? Or are they equals? Well, I think they're equal. I don't think there was hierarchical systems. You told me what one I've got to be. Hmm. I mean, it wasn't like no, that. No, I didn't. No. He said, "I'm more of a cardigan I, guy." I, I, you went, you, you nabbed Starsky. I personally felt I was more, of, more a of a cardigan guy, and you were more of a leather jacket, black rolling it guy. Yeah, I'm more of like a milk tray man guy. Yeah. Yeah, you're more of a uh, like uh, <laughs> Merlin's original. Oh. Uh, what you got? So, <clears throat> just a cheeky little podcast here. Uh, again, from my book, War and Grace, a mate gave me this book. I just like the little stories. It looks class, actually. Yeah, mate, it's a good little book, and it's about faith. I can tell it's scripture, it's quite some of the stories. Quite, yeah. yeah. So this one, uh, what I like about it is they're stories of people that have, they're forgotten to time. You know, they're gone. Their histories have just, it's moved on, and, and no one remembers. And I think it's important that we remember. Yeah. Honour, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and what actually I find quite challenging, and the reason I've done this, is the last two times I've quoted from this book, they've been German soldiers. Yeah, well, um, which is counterintuitive, isn't it? Which is counterintuitive, but they're German Christians. And I think that's important because they, they were our brothers, you know, they, because of the war and, and um, well, a sense of patri patriotism, is that a word? Patriotism? Patriotism, always. Yeah, something like that. But actually... You know, these guys, yes, they fought against um, Britain in, in the First and Second World War, but that doesn't change the fact they were still family men. They were Christians, and... Yeah, so I thought it was quite important. Anyway, this guy, Paul Schneider. Yeah. Um, in the First World War, he fought as a German soldier. He received a wound in his stomach 
and for his bravery he was awarded the Iron Cross. Um, so he had this amazing sort of, he was 18, First World War. Um, oh, imagine that, mate. Oh, man. Got into the trenches at 18 yeah, years old. Yeah, yeah. We got, just pause on that. Go on. Yeah. 18 years old and you're facing hell on earth. Mate, some of the Allies, <coughs> the British lads went in at 14, lied about their age. Imagine that. Wow. Say yeah. that again. 14 Allies. Yeah. Wow. Some British lads lied about their age and got in at 14. Because they wanted to, fight, over the top. wanted to fight with their brothers, or their neighbours, or their mates. Being killed, yeah. Just shot. 14. I think there's a lot of romanticism around war, isn't there? Then you, you know, then you get into it. Not good. Yeah, not good, mate. Sorry, mate. No, no. So, Paul Schneider, married to Marguerite Dietrich Schneider, or Gretel. Anyway. He had this moment of realisation, so Christmas 1921, he was obviously out of the war, and he said, the reformers, Luther and Calvin, were right. Man is a sinner in need of redemption, and the Bible is not just religious folklore, it is the word of God. Yeah. And he experienced a definitive personal conversion to Christ. Paul Schneider. So this is 1921. He went on to lead a church, various churches, followed in his father's footsteps. Um, Hitler came to power 30th of January 1933. Yep. Germany started to massively change. Um, Paul Schneider stepped forward and he outwardly and vocally opposed Nazi Germany and their rule and what they stood for. So this, yeah, this sounds very much like um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Yeah, yeah. That kind of gig. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd just sort of be interesting just to just sort of remember in this moment or a glimpse of moment at uh, a moment this guy's life. So he basically got put into uh, let me quote this right a Buchenwald concentration oh, camp. Uh, so this is 1937. Yeah. Paul Schneider was taken to Buchenwald concentration camp. Gosh. Uh, 200 miles from his home. So his wife and six kids, I think he had. All young kids. So he's no less detached at this point to the world than we are. Family, kids. So why did he get taken? Because he would not, he wouldn't stop preaching the gospel. Right. And he would not stop being vocal about Hitler and his regime and that he opposed it. And he wasn't a nominal Nazi. Would we be that guy? Um, mate, I actually think we would. I actually think we would. He, 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 I, I can't, there's no time to read the story, but... He was warned, he was told to stop, but he would not. He was like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak the truth. Wow. And he wouldn't stop. And they threatened him, they arrested him, let him out, threatened him again. In they the tried end, to give him chances. Yeah, in the end they said, you're done, mate. So <clears throat> from the beginning, so he's now in the, in the camp. Wow. Um, and they, ba well, let me just go back a little bit. They basically said to him, uh, in other words, if, if you would agree to sign a document, release relinquishing sorry relinquishing relinquishing care of his churches and accept banishment he could go free just consider the immense pressure on him so he had this m mad pressure they were trying to control manipulate him to shut him up basically and he was like i'm not going to do it i feel like and it was really tough because his wife was like you're you're either choosing us or or certain death and he was yeah. like i feel like i have to do this well, anyway, 
From the beginning, he had no privileges. I know, I know, mate. Like the others, he worked 16-hour shifts. Constantly, he maintained his Christian witness. He fasted every Friday and gave his meagre food rations to others. Wow. 20th of April, 1938, was Hitler's 49th birthday. To honour him... What year? Sorry? 20th of April, 1938. 38. He's 50. Yeah. Uh, no, 49th birthday. To honour him, the prisoners were lined up and ordered to remove their berets and venerate the Nazi swastika flag. As one man, the parade whipped off its headgear. The guards noticed a solitary figure who would not bow to the swastika, Paul Schneider. For this, he was viciously struck 25 times with an oxhide whip. His bleeding body, body was left in solitary confinement. He stayed for the next 15 months. 15 months in solitary confinement. It's nuts, the cell was four feet wide and ten feet long, so that's about a metre by three metres. Yep. There was no furniture. Just stuck in there for... Mate, just stuck over you. Over you. That's nuts. There was no furniture, no electric light, and all he ever had to eat was bread and water. Oh, my gosh. How did he not die? Just over a year. Uh, before long he became a broken skeleton. His clothes became rags, his body crawled with vermin, nor was he allowed a Bible. This is a guy with like five kids, lovely wife, and he was like, I'm not, I'm not relinquishing my responsibility to the gospel. Yeah. And he wouldn't give up. I, I, I was deeply impacted by this, mate. On the morning of Sunday the 28th of August, 1938, Paul Schneider preached through the bars of his cell to men lined up for the 6.30 roll call. Survivors recorded what he said, quote, Our Lord Jesus Christ came into the world to save us from our sins. If we have faith in him, we are put right with God. We need not fear what man may do to us, because through Christ, belong to the kingdom of God, our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, has promised that we by faith in him may participate in his resurrection he said I am the resurrection and life he that believes in me shall never die accept the Lord accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your saviour and God and sorry as your saviour and God will receive you as his child so this was the message he was preaching after like a year in solitary confinement eating just bread and water for a year like a skeleton absolutely wasted away and I would imagine at this point pretty much like I'm done here I'm dead after two minutes of preaching this gospel the guards rushed into his cell pulled him away from the bars of the window for this message he was once again tied to a rack and suffered another 25 strokes of the whip crazy Schneider's response to a friend was somebody has to preach God's word in this hell in 1939, two prisoners who tried to escape were hanged in front of the assembled inmates. Paul Schneider called out through his cell window, In the name of Jesus Christ, I witness against the murder of these prisoners. Again, 25 lashes. He just refused to stay quiet. Mate, I, I, I was reading this like... He's made of something else, isn't he? Something else has happened here. Something else has gripped this bloke's heart and he's been like, no, I'm not. 
I'm not yep. going to stay quiet. I'm nearly done. A guard said to him, to Paul Schneider, if we released you, what would you do? Seeing in his mind's eye the image of two men hanging on the gallows, Paul replied, I would go to Weimar, the nearest town, and the first curbstone would become a pulpit from which I would denounce yeah. the brutal crimes committed here. For saying that, he was suspended by his wrist from the windows of his bars. Do you think he could have like, said, I'm just going to go quietly? He could have. Yeah, but then got and done it anyway and got the word out. Yeah. Well, that's how my mum worked. <laughs> yeah. Play the game. He's a straight shooter. He just called it. He just called He's a straight it. shooter, mate, yeah. He continued his brief messages through the cell windows. One prisoner recalled Paul Schneider preaching the message of new life in Christ on Easter Day, 1939. Another who survived later commented, In my estimation, he was the only man in Germany who, overcoming all human fear, so consciously took on himself the cross of Christ, even to death. Show me his picture, mate. There he is. Well, every time he preached, yeah, every time he preached from his bunker, his tortures increased, but his faith in the Lord grew. So here we go. Finally, on the 18th of July, 1939, the starved, beaten, bleeding Paul Schneider died when the camp doctor injected a massive overdose. No. Of strophanthin, strophanthin. Paul was 41 years old, and Gretel became a widow. Oh, really young. A, yeah, she became a widow at age 35. Wow, he's 41. 41. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, you quoted, a definite, a, a, a definite opponent of the Nazis, received the news of Schneider's death. At the time, he was staying in London with his sister Sabine. The Christian writer and theologian said to his nieces and nephews, Listen, children, you must never forget the name of Paul, of Pastor Paul Schneider. He is our first martyr. And obviously, Bonhoeffer himself late returned to Germany and was hanged by the Nazis in 1944. Wow. Mate, there's more on this, but isn't that amazing? Well, Paul Schneider, a name you've never heard, and made an absolute stand for the gospel yep. in the most dire circumstances. And what impact? It's interesting. It, it's not an overt impact. You've not heard of him. Mm. But who knows, the knock-on impact. People's lives he touched, affected. Must have. People became inspired to, yep. you know, to fight on. To hold on. Yep. Amazing, mate. Yeah. Let me tell you the story now. And, and that's not... In reading that, I don't want people to feel guilty listening to that and thinking, oh, I just moan about work and I don't even talk about it. No, they should feel a little bit guilty. They should do a little bit, but... Stop but it's Stop also, It's also about being inspired, that we stand on these memories. And this is just one, portion of this is one. The Bible is full of it, and onwards of these martyrs that lay down right. for the gospel. That's right. Mate. So, yeah, be courageous, be bold. Speak out. Don't be afraid. Are we able to pay the cost? I suppose you'll never know until we get into that situation. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe we can, you know. When, when the heat's up... So, there you go. When the heat's on, what do you do? I think you step up. I think you do. Anyway. <laughs> that's the gospel. Thanks for listening.